and take a trip down on my block when you see hidden potential young minds sharper than pencil and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from penrose to north side from benton park to old north to west end the west side we bless when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is Stitch Cast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. In our latest episode title, Is the System Set Up to Fail Us? Story Stitchers Youth Alumni and Artists in Residence Integrity discuss the school system, the workforce system, and the pros and cons that come along with both. So check it out. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers. Alrighty, hey guys, I'm a member of Stitch Studios Youth, and this is another episode of Stitch Cast Studio. Today, we're going to be having a really amazing topic. What's the topic today? Is the system set up for us to fail? Another good one, really, really good one. I'm quite sure you have a couple of questions about it. What uh, what do you have uh, in mind? What do you guys think that the system is to you? Alrighty, uh, so to me, I feel like what the system is is a set of rules placed, not necessarily to be followed, but to be understood. It's something there to uh, put people in a certain position so they're like, either you can move up or you're stuck. I feel like the system is like this microcosm of a lot of things. Uh, when you look at when you look at the census and when you look at um, the outcome or demographic of certain areas, like if you go to one area, the system may say, you're more likely to produce this or you're more likely to create this. If you go to this area, you're more likely to fail in this area. You're more likely for this to happen. So I think I think the system is, is like a, a, a secret pressure that's placed on everybody in, in different kind of ways. And the question, the question that I would ask is, do you feel like you're up against the system or do you feel like that it's, it's something to be won? You know what I'm saying? And uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the mindset, for sure. As far as that question goes, I personally feel like it really is something to be won because when you when you really look at it, it's it's like a game. You know what I'm saying? They, they, like I said, they give you the rules so that you can either follow them or you can understand them. And to understand rules, it literally means to know what you can do, not necessarily what you have to do. You can move around it. You can use it to your advantage. And if you can truly win the system, you can win at what you're trying to do. I feel like it could, it's two ways with the system. You can either choose to beat the system or you can let the system beat you. It's two ways it can go. People, most people choose to let the system take over them because they don't think they can make it out because they are in a certain environment or in a certain type of place. But it's like you have you have the choice and you have your own mindset to think otherwise, to move around it and think you can beat the system. You can either choose to be successful or you could choose failure. But it's really on you. And piggybacking off of that, uh, to me, the system is like the way we go about our daily lives and the government and the police and the way we do our taxes and the way money's transferred. It's I feel like that it's everything that we have to, well, that's in the way of us like being ourselves. Like we wake up every day, oh, I gotta go to this job. Oh, I gotta go pay this um, 
this this ticket so I don't go to jail or whatever. It, I feel like the system is just like this thing that's just keeping everybody in the middle and you have to follow these rules and you have to do the things this way in order to succeed in America, you know? So would the system be either good or bad? Would it be equal? Would it be in between? Would it? Be I feel like-, like the system is, it's like a uh, gray area. It's mm. not, I don't feel like it's good nor evil. It's like a uh, a neutral power. It's kind of like how like uh, when you when you look at the supernatural, you have like magic or like key or whatnot. Anyone can use it. It's not like oh, I'm a good I'm a, a good Samaritan, so I get I get more power than you, or oh, I'm super evil, so I'm stronger than you are. It's literally I understand this or I know what this is, so I'm gonna use it. It's good, bro. Personally, for me being a African American woman, I feel like the system is bad just for the facts that um, the Englishman came over here, wrote up some treaty, and there you go, that's our system. Now we got laws. Now we can't do certain things because us being over here, not knowing English and not knowing what they were writing up, we signed some documents and now all our land's gone. Now we got rules and regulations we got to abide by. And I feel like it is set up for us to fail. Like, there's a lot of people that gain from the system and there's a lot of us that lose from it because we don't fit in the criteria that the system requires. So you feel as though, like, there's a a requirement or, like, a prerequisite to actually be able to use the system? Yes, sir. (laughs) A hundred percent. I feel that. I feel that. It's like a, uh, it's like a caged bird, you know? Like, you you could be free and, like, you want to fly, but, like, you're stuck. Right. I, I had that mindset once upon a time. But like, I feel like uh, the the issue in place is that you're given so much like either false information or like false hope that once you get to like, you know, being in the real world and trying to understand the system, you're stuck with everything that they wanted you to believe. So like, it's not necessarily that like, there's criteria you can't meet. It's more so that like, they put you in a position so it's like, oh, hey, I want to be here. Or I want to do this. I want to be rich. And they told you your entire life, oh, you have to do this or you have to do that or you have to be this. So you have people that, that want to aspire for things that aren't even necessarily realistic to them. People that like are probably way better uh, at playing piano, trying to be a basketball player because they were told that's what they're supposed to do. Or uh, females who are probably one of the best in, in a certain field, and they're told, oh, hey, you have to be a nurse, so you have to go do this. And I feel like that's what the, the uh, illusion is. It, it makes you feel like you have to meet a certain uh, criteria, but in reality, what, they, what they're trying to do is show you that <laughs> they they don't want you there. It's not even you can't you can't uh be like them. It's more so you uh you already are. You literally are. The problem in place is that you don't know <laughs> because they told they told you something else. You were given something else. What do you guys think when it comes to how the system is not necessarily uh controlling, but how the uh, system literally works? Do you feel like it's necessary to actually dive into that knowledge and actually try to learn what's going on with it? That's a good question. He who doesn't know his enemy knows nothing. Mm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yep. Mm, don't know what you're going. Not to not to make that sound like the system is an enemy, but if you if you're not prepared for what's going to be thrown at you or what's out there, then you there's just, no way you can win. Yeah, you're right. gonna go with the current. That's... So with that being said, I definitely love to learn all about it. <laughs> That's how it is. That's why you like they tell you like you gotta fake it till you make it. It's real. It's real. Yeah. For real, for real. Because yeah. people can see that. Well, then I have a question for that. So, what would you 
Well, what would you say for like women that do like, let's say is a secretary or whatnot, and she's been, she went through all her college, got all her degrees, been working for 10, 15 years, whatnot, and she still can't get that promotion because of what? Because like her boss or whatnot or whatever the status quo is, but what would you say to something like that? So this ties into knowing the system. When you feel like you're, uh, you've already put in the work and it's not necessarily a sense of you aren't doing what you're supposed to or you're not necessarily confident, this is the time where you use the system to your advantage. Because what, what, what happens is, is you can literally put people into a position to do what you want them to do. What I mean by that is, say like you, uh, you want to get to that position, you want to be a boss or whatever, but they're shooting you down and giving you random excuses or whatnot. Every time they do that, take note of it. Rather you're uh, recording the sessions or you're uh, putting down documents or whatever, what's going, or what's going on. And you can uh, let them acknowledge that which puts pressure on them. That alone telling like, oh yeah, hey, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be putting this on documents so I can have it for uh, later or whatnot. That alone is gonna tell them, hey, I can't say certain things or I can't uh, do certain things because now someone else will hear about it. Right. That alone has already given you an upper hand. After you I like go the into way that, you thought about that. After, after, yeah, yeah. After you go into that, now it's like, okay, you go, you have your session or whatnot, and those excuses aren't coming up now. Now it's like, oh, okay, so what, what, what is it that you uh, need? What's the criteria? It's like, oh, okay, you have this experience. Oh, I see you have this and that. Now, now they're talking. Now they're talking, and now they're seeing. The, the problem here is that they can't have that discrimination against you now because they're not allowed to. And since they're not allowed to, they're forced to see the truth. Everything comes to the light eventually, and you have to bring it there. It can't just happen because you want it. You have to put the effort towards it. And once you understand what effort is needed, you, you can really push. I want to piggyback off of you, too. And, and I think this really ties into the original message behind the podcast. To your point, if you are working your way up, like you've learned the system, not just the system, but the system of that work environment, and you're not seeing that promotion, I think this is where you can kind of make that conscious decision to say, hey, I've learned how this company works. Heck, I'm pretty much the one running it, even though I don't have that title. Now do you make that decision to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to start my own. I already Ooh. know how it works. I've got the years in this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, do you make that decision to say, hey, all this experience, all this on the job training, because because they'll send you to train you for certain things. All this training I got, all these people I work around, because I'm sure if, if you're feeling it, somebody else is feeling it. How about trying to take this, what I have and start my own, Wh whatever company you're in that kind of ties back into the original message. Do you, you tap into entrepreneurship then? Because what we're seeing now, especially when the pandemic hit, people were losing their 401ks. People were losing their pensions. People have been working on jobs for 25, 30 years. They were being asked that to take their severance pay and, and go take an early retirement. And that lets me know that some sometimes when we put our faith in that system, that system will let us down. Do do we now tap into that entrepreneurship? You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, definitely. It's about what's in you and what you can do and build your own. I really like I really like the Chelsea like that just gave me like a different like. Uh, viewpoint because I didn't think about it like that. For sure. Me personally, I really resonate with that because that, that was the exact feeling I had about two months ago. <laughs> I literally got to a point where I was like, I don't want to work for anyone else. I've, I've, I've been a manager. I've, I've understood what, what's going on. I want my own. I started doing everything I, I said I 
wanted to do. And here I am, two months later, not working for a soul. And my next goal is to be able to have my own employees. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's real. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. Like you don't have to necessarily go for being the boss at that job. And, and the crazy thing about it, if it's one of those businesses where you are like a person to person business for this company, these people are pretty much doing business with you anyway. They're doing business just off the strength of the relationship that they've built with you. Even though you work for the safe instance, you're selling life insurance for Progressive or Allstate or whatever, and you're going out meeting clients. These people are buying this, this life insurance based on your relationship with them, your conversation with them, how you interact with them. So if you leave and start your own insurance company, those customers are going to flock to you. Yep, you're the one they connected with. They're going to be like, oh, you, if you leaving, I'm leaving too. I'm coming with you. You would if if you signed the no compete clause, then you wouldn't be able to take those customers because then you could be liable for a lawsuit because you you signed a non compete clause, meaning you won't try and compete with the business if something like that arises. But if you ain't signed no non compete clause, those customers can come with you. You they already them build you already them build rapport with them. They gonna say, look, wherever you go, I'm going with you. What do you guys think about like how uh not necessarily uh building a business, but how do you feel about the system and like when you're trying to establish yourself and there's that not necessarily the uh pressure, but the literal like barriers and slash obstacles that you have to uh, get over. Do you feel like uh either it's um a hindrance or do you feel like it's there because it's supposed to strengthen you? I don't know, because I, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that because I feel like we can't get anywhere if there's not like like troubles, like if there's not something to learn from, like we wouldn't really know anything, would we? Facts, facts. There is no success without failure, man. Failure is a prerequisite for success. Like man, when you when you face so many challenges, when you like me building this business, there's tons of times my account has been in overdraft status. There's tons of times where I had to take my rent, pay the, my home rent, and pay the studio rent. There's tons of times where I just I just didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? You like when you're when you're an entrepreneur, you're gonna face so many peaks and valleys, so many ups, so many downs, man. But the win in it all is when you get to where you're trying to go, you appreciate it so much better because you know what you've been through. You know nothing was handed to you, nothing was given to you. And you know you, you really stuck in there and you hung in there and, and you accomplished what you set out to accomplish. Like you will appreciate that success or that win so much greater. Like, like on this journey, man, like, like building this studio, when I first walked in this room, this was a storage room. And I saw the vision and I'm like, you know what? This is what I want, I want it. But building it, getting into this and, and growing it and, and trying to sustain it, it was tough. Like when I first walked in here and I sat down before y'all even got on here, I just sat here and I'm just like, man, I love being here. I don't know if I would have had that same love for this place had this just been something that was given to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like those kids who have their parents who give them everything and then they don't appreciate it as much. But when their parents make them go out and earn that first car or go out and, and earn that first pair of sneakers that they want, you appreciate it so much better. And I think on this journey, to your point, you have to have those trials. You have to have those downs because like those downs, like the best place to build your foundation from is rock bottom, bro. Because the only way you can go is up. So if you're down there on that lower level, like clawing at it, digging at it, grinding at it, once you start to grind, once you start to work your way up, man, you just, 
And like we said last time, celebrate your wins as you go. Don't wait to till you you got to see this big win. Celebrate your wins. Your first customer to pay you $100, that's a win. Your first customer to pay you $1,000, that's a win. You know what I'm saying? The, the, fir- the first time you set up your LLC, that's a win. You know what I'm saying? X, man. <laughs> like, you got you got to celebrate the little things. If you don't, they they just kind of fleet away. Like it's kind it's kind of like ha- it, it like having those those memories. Like it, it really matters because the times where you are down, it it, it it hurts more because you don't have that 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 thought process of oh well at least this happened or at least I got this. Hey everybody, you know what time it is. It's time for our Pick the City Up Art Interlude featuring an original piece by KP Dennis called The Why and the Way. Check it out.
this is the way and the way my city flow If I ain't know it would've been a long time ago If I ain't know it would've been a long time ago So why am I city the way my city flow? So then I have a question for you guys. Do you guys think that in uh, in the schools they should teach about like how to get an LLC and make your own business and stuff like that? Definitely. <laughs> I'm 34. I'm very comfortable with sharing my age. The world try to make you be afraid to share your age. I'm 34. I'm grateful to be 34. So um, for sure. And there's a ton of things I learned in school that I have never in my life used since I graduated. But had I learned about LLC, had I learned about entrepreneurship, had I learned about taxes and tax right. codes and exemptions and I would like had I learned about that then, I will be light years ahead of where I am now. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to my my thought process on on why schools don't teach entrepreneurship. I feel like schools, public schools, let me be clear, because my kids they they go to a, a Christian private school and they are learning about entrepreneurship. That's dope. Public schools, I feel like, and I won't say it's intentional because I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like public schools train students to be workers and not free thinkers and not entrepreneurs and not engage into free enterprise. I feel I love like this conversation. Yes, like sir. Because because when you think about it, they update the curriculum every so often. Why not mm -hmm. have a course that's teaching students how to be entrepreneurs? Why not have a course that's teaching students how to start an LLC or, or how to do taxes and learn your tax exemptions. What other reason would it you would you tell me why it's not in the curriculum besides the fact that they don't want it, they don't want you to learn it? Right. Like, and I and you said changing the curriculum too. Yeah, because um like the math we used to do in high school, they're they're doing now, but they have to do it in a specific way. But when we were in high school, we could just do it anyway and make sure we just got that final answer. But now it's like, no, you got to do it this specific way, even if you do it this other way, and you still get the right answer that's wrong x Yep. To piggyback off of that, I'm really curious as to what you guys are going to think on this concept. Rather, not necessarily, like you said, like not necessarily intentional because it, it doesn't have to be a conspiracy. What I uh, what I feel on it is like, like I said, uh, it's it's about uh, knowing it and how to uh, necessarily use it slash manipulate it. So here's my thing on it. you have uh, you have uh, regular colleges, you know, everyone attends, and then you have your HBCUs, correct? Right. So um, think about a lot of this generation because I've I've definitely seen it on social media. You have people. They're like, oh, hey, I want to uh, be able to feel comfortable in school or I want to go somewhere where it tailors to me specifically. And it, but they're talking about schools that are not these. They, they're saying, oh, I want, but you can't get into an Ivy League unless you walk off. It's like, oh, no, that's not true. You have HBCUs. Like, you can literally go and look these things up. It's more, it's more so a matter of knowing, you know what I'm saying? So when you have uh, these schools taking out the, uh, these different curriculums and putting us under certain uh, circumstances, one of my question is, is, do you think it's more so that they're taking it out because they want you to do this or they want to train you to be this? Or are they taking it out because they want to separate these things and segregate them? Like mm -hmm. they have they have uh, schools that are geared specifically towards doing more than just, you know, your daily nine to five or trying to be a, a bureaucrat just because all you know is math now. Do you think it's really like, oh, you have to do this or it's more so a perspective issue? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I feel as if 
I, I don't I don't like that they keep changing it because for the simple fact that the public's like public schools, for example, they don't they don't have a lot of money. They can't go pay for a private school or go pay to go learn technology or go pay to go be an entrepreneur. They have to go right, to the right. school that's in the public for them. So why can't they just come to an agreement in the school in the school system that we're just going to teach these things to get these kids out so they can do what they got to do, get a job, go to school, get their own job, whatever it is, you know, to get them out there. Why do they have to keep changing it like why can't like because the public like not a lot of people got money like that not a lot of parents care about what their um, children want to go to school at my sister personally <laughs> she wanted to go to a performing arts school and my mom would not let her go we went to a Christian school and then I get to high school and I got to go to a performing arts school so it's, it's kind of just like oh no I feel like it's all based off the kids it's like based off of like the environment the parents a lot goes into factor there man that's deep. I think there are a lot of willing vessels at public schools that want to teach children certain things. But since the public schools are usually ran by state and state funding, there's a, a lot of red tape when it comes to what you can and can't do. Now, I went to a public school all my life. When I got to 10th grade, I went to a trade school. It was still public, but it was trade. And the curriculum was intentionally written for certain different trades. So you had carpentry, you had automotive, you had auto body, you had cosmetology, culinary arts. So different trades that, that you can really prosper in life were presented to you at that school and, and you got a chance to choose. Uh, when you first got there, they had the Explore program where you bounced back and forth between the different trades. And then when you got to 11th grade, you decided which one you wanted to go with. That was a great option to have for students when, we, when, it, when you talk about exposure. Because sometimes you never know what you're good at and you never know what you like or what you can thrive in until you're exposed to it. If LeBron James never had a basketball place in his hands, who knows what he would have decided to do in life. Same with Chef Ramsey. If he never would have stepped in the kitchen and decided to whip up something, who knows what he would have been in life. So I think exposure is everything. And it's on your parents as well as the school system to help you with that exposure. And I think the, the public school system doesn't do a good job when it comes to certain levels of exposure. Like you should be exposed to entrepreneurship. Like that's something that should be taught in schools. You know what I'm saying? Cause um, I think I just heard the stats on how many entrepreneurs are in, in America. It was like, I don't know, 63 million small businesses. I could be wrong on that. I thought about that and I'm like, how many of those business owners had to learn the hard way, had to learn through growing pain, had to learn through losing first and then trying to figure it out as they go? How many people tried and couldn't figure it out and just said, forget it? Now, yeah. you go, go to school, they have a basketball program. They teach you how to play basketball. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to learn so much the hard way, like in the basket in the backyard trying to learn the rules. I can't step on this line. I can't double dribble. Like you got you got systems in place to help you learn that. And the same should be in place in public schools when it comes to entrepreneurship. Teaching teaching you how to get your LLC, teaching you how to properly file your taxes, teaching you the benefits of a business bank account, teaching you how to build your business credit. Schools don't even talk about credit enough, and credit is something that follows you for the rest of your life. Why are you speaking about personal and business credit and how you can use leverage both to become financially free? You know I what I'm saying? Feel that. I definitely feel that. 
it should be something that should be more of a, a norm than a uh, than a, scare, a scarce type of topic. Because like you said, there's a lot of business owners, there's a lot of small business owners that had to learn the hard way. They had to take 12 other steps that weren't even supposed to be there. Right, and what I was getting at earlier is if like, if it's just, if we get all the same information, it'd be easier on us if they just set up with the criteria that goes to every public school that they learn, um, they, they go about whatever certain classes, like, oh no, they should just make it the same instead of, oh, you can go to this school and get this, or you can go here and get this. Why can't like the basis just be like at least able to get us out the doors and outside? If y'all yeah. get so, yeah. here's my uh here's my question because i know uh either we've been that person or we've seen that person in class because you know you have a you have a classroom setting and one teacher about 26 to maybe 30 40 kids you never know so like every single kid in that class is different you have kids who learn by hearing kids who learn by doing kids who learn by doing both and that one teacher who may be one either or uh, both has to accommodate for all of those people. So my question to you would be, do you think that there should be a, um, a platform set so that either if you want the, um, the curriculums that are segregated into other uh, uh, platforms or schools in that one school, if you want it that way, do you feel like they should have a, a platform set for like either the teachers or the students themselves so that they could actually learn the ways they want? Because currently, it's not like that. Me, uh, me specifically, I've uh, I've been more advanced than other kids, so I I don't I'm not the person who shows his work. I'm not the person who has to raise his hand or take notes or anything. When I was in school, that was an issue. I would I, I would get I would have to redo papers because. I didn't uh, show. I didn't show my math. I didn't show the uh, the math process. I just had the answer, and it looks like I might have had a calculator, even though we know this fifth to seventh or eighth grader didn't have one in, on hand. Like stuff like that, it discourages kids. The the pro that's why you had a uh, AP classes because those kids were able to learn faster, and they they couldn't be in a, a normal classroom setting. Yeah, I'm not talking about the segregation. I was just saying, like, you just give them, like, the criteria and you just let them do what they want with it. Like, don't you, like, you don't have to micromanage. I'm just saying they should bring the information to the school so everybody has, be, be able to get to it or, you know, everybody knows the information and then, you know, everybody can do what they want with it. I was meaning that's like the entrepreneur. I'm not talking about, like, people, like, raising their hands and getting in trouble for that or whatnot. I'm just saying that we should bring all, like, just give us the information and let the kids do what they want with it. Stop withholding information from us, like the taxes and not knowing how to own a car and just stuff like that. Just give us the information and let us do what we want with it. I feel yeah. that because right. wanting to have the uh, entrepreneurship and the, the taxes and everything in class, one, uh, everyone's different. You have people that don't care for that or people that genuinely can't learn that way. And again, like we were talking about earlier, a lot of other areas and schools, especially public schools, don't have the funding for those things. So in order to have everything in one uh, area, you'd have to either have all the funding or all of the interest. That's that's not a thing. The probability on that would probably be like one in a million because there, there's never going to be a setting where every single person in there is like, hey, I want to learn taxes. There's people in there that are, are, are aspiring to be writers and don't don't care about all that other stuff or they already know it. The the purpose for, like, I, like uh, we were saying, like the segregation or whatnot is not necessarily because they don't want you to have the access. It's more so 
well because it's a lot easier uh, to do it this way. Say you wanted uh, your uh, your kids to be a certain way and you put a bunch of money into into them being like lawyers or doctors and they're like, hey, I want to be a guitarist. I want to be a pianist. I don't want that crap. And you put uh, uh, over thirty to $40,000 into schools and, and all of that to get them where they want to be and they don't even want to be there. That's how, the, that's how the system or the government or that's, that schooling would feel when they decide, hey, we're going to give you these classes and now no either no one's taking them, people are skipping, no one's paying attention or the uh, the accreditation goes down because now scores are down because we have classes that either people don't understand or they can't actually do and that ruins them more. Make them required like you would require physics and math, right? When you have when you have that knowledge of, oh, these words or that context means this, it's different. That's where it gets put in place. Like it's a it's a gray area. It's not something you can really sit here and say, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to need this. But I guarantee you, just about everything we've learned, we've encountered at least once or twice. And either one was stumped because we didn't think we needed it, or two was surprised because we didn't think we'd use it. Let's say having taxes as a class, how would that not benefit anybody? Or like having that as a set class, you gotta come with your math and physics. You come in here, you learn how to do your taxes. That is a class. Why would that? Not not be a thing. Yeah, people might not want to do it, but people don't want to do math. Okay, you fail in that. That's your own personal decision. But as a system in the in the school, like the way y'all set up, why not add that as a class? Because it would benefit, like you know, the, like everybody. Nobody. I don't. Even, I didn't even know how to do my taxes. I had to ask my mom about it. I didn't know how to fill out my W two or nothing like that. But that's a class that they could put in there that like everybody benefits from. And only way you wouldn't benefit from it is if you didn't want to, like with math. Right. Right. Got a question for y'all. Um. Looking forward 15, maybe 20 years, what would the future entrepreneurs and business owners look like if you were taught how to make your money work for you while you were in grade school? What, what would 10 years from now look like um, when it comes to, to that? I feel like the system for like our generation, if we were probably taught, but even still now, because a lot of us still like, you know, put in that pressure, still put in that work, no matter what, would let nobody tell them no. I feel like we, we get rid of the plastic. We'll figure out a way to make better food for ourselves because this generation is just obsessed with how make it, like how to make this world better for us. We'd probably figure out how to fix global warming. I feel like it'd just be, we'd probably just, it'd be a generation of trying to figure out how to better the world than ourselves instead of like making new technology and stuff like that. I feel like we'd have more people like Elon Musk and uh, like uh, the the uh, the reality of what we are now. We're in the age of, of the internet. We're, we have all of the information everywhere. So everybody can be anything. Even if it's not something you're actually good at, you can sit here and, and take a bunch of webinars or literally uh, search on Wikipedia and just get all the information you want to get. Like th- we, we, we are in the age of teaching people to be everything. So I feel like 10, 20, maybe 30 years in the future, we have people that are self-sufficient versus people working for others. We have more CEOs than anything and it wouldn't necessarily hinder us because now we're in a high living society people like the guy the guy who made snapchat face uh uh, mark mark zuckerberg wanted to buy it he tried to buy snapchat back when it was when it wasn't as profitable and he denied it and now now his money has flipped and and what they offered him was literally pale in comparison to what he's making now instead of being a worker we're literally creating people who can do what they want. If, if we were still create, if, if we were still in an age where you couldn't really use the system, we would still have people in factories. Factory jobs are literally, they're, they're paying more than every other job because in reality, no one no longer wants to work in a factory. 
that lifestyle is no longer here. We don't have the the father going to the, the factory uh, five, six in the morning, coming home nine, ten at night. We have people going, maybe doing a nine to five, or we have people sitting here like, oh, okay, I woke up, it's like seven, eight a.m. I'm about to hop on my stream. Hey guys, what's up? How you doing? We're about to play this game. We're about to talk about this topic, and then an hour later, you're looking at views, you're looking at streams, and now you're getting you're getting money from it. you have revenue coming from things that you would have done anyway for free, and all of the information to start it up is there. Mm. That's good. That's good. That's good. We we definitely had a really great discussion. It's it's been really cool. Um, in closing, I do have one final question for you guys. After all, everything we've talked about and uh, everything uh, we we understand now, do you guys really feel like the system has failed us, or do you think like do you think we failed ourselves? I think the system is working exactly as it was designed to work, and you use it how you how you want to use it. If you see a soccer field, you got choices. You can play football on that soccer field. You can play soccer Dodge on that ball. soccer field. Dodgeball. You can dig a hole. You can grow some fruit. Like the, the, the playing field is there. It's what you decide to do with that playing field. Now, I can't say it's always level for everybody, but that doesn't mean that you won't have opportunity to make something or do something with that right. field. That's the best analogy I can give. You hear people say the playing field is even all the time, so. I feel it, I feel that. I agree with integrity. Um, yeah. yeah. Ooh, go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it, I feel it. It's always the concept of the grass being greener on the other side, you know? Yeah, pretty much go for everybody. Hey guys, I really appreciate you guys for joining and listening in today. Um, if you would like to get more information on, on Stitchcast Studios, go ahead and head to storystitchers.org for more information. Again, thank you guys. This was another episode of Stitchcast Studios. Peace. Thank you for listening. And last but not least, we want to give a very special shout out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. Stitchcast Studio Season 2 in 2021 is sponsored by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund three-year grant from 2020 to 2022. Arts and Education Council, PNC Grant, and Lush Corporations, the Charity Pot. Peace in the Prairie is presented with support from Missouri Arts Council, a state agency which receives support from the state of Missouri and the National Endowment for Arts. Additional support is provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, Missouri Foundation for Health, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, and Kranzberg Arts Foundation. Already knew that that beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.